1: some noise, Orange fans. It's time for the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation
2: Podcast. All right, what is up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We are here to go over with you the 193 victory over. Over NC State, Syracuse clinching the win in overtime, outscoring NC State 13-6, uh, advancing us to 14-9 overall, and 6-4 and in the ACC, dropping NC State to 14-9, and dropping them to 3-7 uh, in the ACC, a much needed away win for the Orange in PNC Arena. With uh, an attendance of 16,346. Uh, Joe was there. Um, yes, sir. Uh, it was real tight in the first half. Second half, uh, NC State came out on fire and uh, dropped us to, a, like, I think they got up by 16 at one point.
3: Yes, I think it was 16. 16 yeah. or 17 was the most, but Yep. So, it was scary. It was scary.
2: <laughs> it was scary, and um, I do. I, I do. Um, we will get in. We will get into Gillen and all his glory last night, which he deserves. But first, let's take a look at highlights.
1: Gillen, of course, one of those guys. He plays point guard. Launches a three, and he steps. Back and watches it fall through. He's got six. We're tied at fifteen. Oh, that's Frank Howard. Howard Johnson. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. And had to make a decision on which one to go with. And uh, wow, another three. huge three by Andrew White. Fifty percent. good start shooting tonight. Not a lot of fouls called yet. Wide open three in the corner. He's buried it. He's been a difference maker so far tonight. That's John Gillen. He's got nine. Yeah. I Every mean, Leiden and Ant- Leiden's been quiet the whole first half. Until then. Until then. (laughs) Gillen thought about it, waited, knocked down a three. Back to back threes, seven point cushion. Smith Jr. now facing some pressure in the backcourt. Finds Rowan, they got a chance for an alley oop. Oh, good defensive play. Senses Syracuse is starting to move. The lead was 14. After that, three drops, it's down to four. Rowan tough three. Goal! Laverick oh, Rowan. Big three with ten to go. Gillen looking for a pick. He's not getting one. Tough shot. Oh! He can't be stopped tonight. to the basketball has been really good. White long three, got it. Oh, what a start to the second of the overtime for Andrew White, and they will dribble it out. And John Gillen's 42-point effort tonight will give Syracuse a much-needed ACC road win over NC State, who falls to 3-7 and seven in conference.
2: Well, the Boo Birds came out, and um, I, I loved every second of that. Now he, Gillen had had forty three points, by the way, not not forty two. But um, he also he scored forty three points, the most the most for a Syracuse player since McNamara scored forty three, matching McNamara, McNamara against BYU in 'o four in the NCAA tournament in 'o four. Um, so just a, a little bit there for you, which. I mean, hey, Joe, Joe was there. Joe, yes, that sir. had to have been, that had to, you had to, the 999th win for Jim Beha. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: I don't know how much, how many people um, that arena holds, but I mean, it, it was really empty. I'll yeah, tell you that. It 16. Empty. It didn't it, look it like empty. Yeah. There was a lot of, a uh, lot of orange fans uh, sprinkled around the whole arena and, um, I mean, yeah, it was a game of ebbs and flows, man. Game of ebbs and flows. In the beginning, it looked good. And then I uh, got a little nervous. Second half kind of started up, and then we went on that run, and I was, I don't know, it was one of those things during that under-eight-minute timeout, I was actually starting to come to grips that...
2: You are going to have to make a, maybe an early exit? <laughs> uh,
3: not, a, not an early exit, just more or less to, to come to grips that, like, it just looked like our team was starting to maybe you know turn a corner a little bit with the last couple wins, and we needed a road win badly. And it was you know and being there, obviously you want them to win. So yeah, exactly. Uh.
2: There's nothing like being at a game and and having them lose. Uh, Forty three points, nine assists, ten for th- ten for thirteen, nine for for ten in th- from three point range in a perfect. 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Just an amazing yeah. performance by Jonathan Gillen, John, John, Johnny, whatever.
3: Whatever you want to call him. Whatever. It, it, seemed, it seemed like he wasn't missing. When he was taking a jump shot, it seemed like he just didn't miss. I, the, I feel like his, he missed the 1-3, and then the other two were, were those wild little crazy shots when the time was expiring, when he was like driving to the lane like at the end of the game. He scored 20 points in the last, I think, six and a half minutes of regulation. And altogether, I mean, with our scoring between him, White, and Leiden.
2: Oh, yes. They,
3: uh, they scored 86 of the 100 points. Y- y- and yeah. we only had two other people score. I mean, I knew NC State's defense was pretty bad, but they also had an offense that usually can score points against us, which is pretty pretty visible. So,
2: right. Well, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately. Gillen's performance is just overshadowed a, a very good um offensive performance by Andrew White um and he did he did pull us through overtime White did he I think he scored nine points in overtime so
3: yeah yeah um, well I think it helped because when I talk about their lineup they had um, Abu and Yurtsevin the two big guys that were scoring early and they proved that they could pass the ball around and score and I think they had 14 offensive rebounds all together as a team so between them and then terry henderson uh, number three and dennis smith number four who had a, a triple double and maverick rowan who, I know, just who just went off
2: he was going I'm, off and and i had no idea because um every time every time i felt like he was shooting the ball he was making it but he did miss 10 threes
3: well he we gave them. that's that's the 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 positives and negatives to play in the zone. I mean, Godfrey, like I said, I live in Raleigh, so I listen to sports talk radio and they had an interview before the game about Godfrey. And he even talked about the zone and how it can kind of lull you into shooting a lot of threes. And granted, especially if you start making, you make a couple early and then that that's where it really is. So I even honestly in the crowd, I heard people like the NC state fans were reacting like, who is this guy? Like something that they've never seen before from that player. So, yeah, it wasn't yeah. what he did was probably because of the two three zone. He got a lot of open looks, and and, and Jimmy B even said that he had a lot of open looks. He, he didn't. Did. He felt like he didn't even have to force one the whole game. So,
2: yep, yeah, and yeah, he, just, he 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 missed him when we needed him to miss him. Um, Rowan, I I love I love the name Maverick too. How awesome is
3: that? Yeah, well, it was funny too. <laughs> you say that. Um, well, he hit a three at one point in the second half, and then uh, Jimmy B called a timeout. And on on the the board, they actually played a little clip of uh, Top Gun. Tom 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 Cruise from Top Gun. Yeah, it was uh, it's pretty funny. I'm uh, like,
2: really? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, I wish I would have thought it, of that for one of my kids. Terry
3: Hend- it helped that Terry Henderson followed out with a lot of time left in the. Yes, it, that took um, that took away a three point shooter.
2: Yeah, he followed out the options with 325 left in the second.
3: Right, and you could see with Torian Thompson playing in foul trouble. It's one of those things, give and take with Beheim. Like if like he wants Torian in there because he can score, but at the same time, defense isn't the same. And you put Roberson in, if he plays with that kind of enthusiasm, then his defensive ep- effort kind of makes up for for Torian's offense. And, but and he he didn't have that, and unfortunately, Torian had foul trouble, and Roberson really didn't come to place. So, I mean, you could see it, Sean. They. Um, they had three three-point shooters out there with two big men that could score, and they actually played a. They, they handled the zone a lot better than I thought a young, a younger NC State team would.
2: Uh, because um, the zone isn't that great, though. Too, I mean. <laughs> well,
3: yes, that's true, but but I I foresaw a lot more um, turnovers, especially. I mean, a lot of their turnovers. I think they had fourteen. We had eleven or twelve, but um. A lot of their turnovers came when we started pressing near the end, under the game, ter- um, overtime. And once uh, – I mean, Tyler Roberson, so many times he caught the ball and he was just – like they were daring him to shoot. Like Tyler Roberson in there on offense, they were double teaming. There was a couple times – He almost they, refused uh, to shoot. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe he's afraid he's going to get pulled out. Well, maybe 20- he just doesn't have the confidence. But I know there was a couple times where they had some – you know, they do the pick and roll to try to try to try to create mismatches and – there's a couple times where Leiden had that uh, Maverick Rowan uh, down just one on one down on the block, and they were allowed to have double team. Um, they had help on the backside because no one is afraid of Roberson shooting. So that kind of hurt us as far as offense went, especially in the you know when Torian came out with foul trouble. So
2: you know why he didn't score any points? Who is that? I'm talking about Roberson with his 22 minutes scored zero points. You know why?
3: Probably because he didn't shoot a shot. That would be he my didn't, only.
2: Didn't shoot the ball. <laughs> he didn't shoot the ball. I mean, what are you doing? And you had two turnovers. You know, he's not even looking three at rebounds. the basket. Three rebounds, and two turnovers, and I mean, the rebounds, and offensive rebounds for Syracuse. We had six offensive rebounds. I well, mean,
3: to, NC State does have some big guys, so I mean, but.
2: Yeah, with their and Roberson. With their...
3: Roberson didn't even play defense, and that was the problem. I mean, I saw it a couple times as far as reaction goes. He couldn't even find the yeah. shooters. They were they were purposely running Rowan on the baseline because they knew the baseline couldn't find him, especially when Leiden was in the middle at center. Right. So
2: thirty points in the paint for them too. So they, I mean, they were up. You know, they besides well, they
3: scored early underneath. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I got a little audio here from Gillen. Is um, he, he's very. Um, He's very um, melancholy on his on his just like very monotone on his on his interviews. So I just pulled the best part um just
0: gives gives me confidence um uh, gives our team confidence but I just still every game try to stay on the even kill uh you don't hit shots like that every night but you just can con- control what you can control and hitting shots is a bonus you, you told the crowd to be quiet once i like think another time you hit a three and you were shaking your head no like at that point yeah they thought it making? was they thought it was over um, <laughs> I was just like we're not losing this one so we're gonna you know keep pushing where do you
3: get that swagger from
0: um, I mean, I, it was, I guess it's just natural, but uh, after you hit a shot, I try not to celebrate too much, but still, a little bit comes out after a while, but you got to act like you've been there before.
1: When you let the last shot go? Did you think it was going to go
0: in? Yeah. Um, I didn't, once I raised up, I was like, oh man, this is probably going in. Like, I felt felt good. I hit a whole bunch of shots before that, so why not hit this one too? What was the
2: atmosphere like when y'all got, immediately
0: got back the Everybody uh, jumped me and then took my socks and shoes off. So it was really fun. They're funny and um, love playing with these dudes, man. Love them like brothers and we want to keep pushing, keep fighting. We have a big goal ahead of us and we're not there yet, but we're, we're fighting.
2: Yeah, we're not there yet. And, you know, uh, I think coach was saying in his press conference that um, not only are we not there yet, but it's getting a little late. He doesn't see the defense changing course anytime soon. And our offense, fortunately, um, during this game, uh, we had um, you know Gillen step up big time. Uh, otherwise, we're not we're not winning that game. In fact, uh, we're probably getting stomped pretty good, and it's not going in overtime. I can tell you that much. But I will say this though, um, we have um, three three out of the four top free throw shooters in the acc right now last night we shot 91.3 percent 21 for 23 so and that was a problem earlier in the uh season and they were just bricking free throws so that was actually something they kind of they, they fixed um but you know we still got problems with the defense obviously
3: well one thing that i think uh fixed the free throw sean was um just in non-conference play, we had more people playing. You know, Frank Howard put in a lot of minutes. Chukwu played a lot. Uh, Dewan Coleman played a lot more. And those are some of our worst free-throw shooters. So now that we're playing a little bit less and you have people like Roberson who aren't even taking shots, I think, um, I mean, our best our best players and our best free-throw shooters are the ones taking the shots. So I think that has a lot to do with our free-throw percentage right now. So, that's true too Yeah, our defense still sucks
2: getting the getting the balls getting the balls in the hand of tyler Lydon and um john Gillum, gillen in the in the um you know in the closing minutes of these last three wins um definitely helped it out but it's really good nonetheless i don't know what it is overall right now i guess i should have had that but 91.3 for for uh the NC State game is great. So
3: yeah, well, I mean, it kind of sometimes it plays in our hands too because we have a lot of you know a lot of teams look at us like okay they only play seven, so a lot of teams are like well we're going to go deep we're going to play pressure defense we're going to try to get them to hurry up and and try to tire them out and that can kind of be counterproductive if we have the ball they're playing tough D they're going to get fouls called on them and if we have if we can take care of the ball we have free throw shooters and you know we can get people in foul trouble. And nothing, we go to the free throw line, clock stops, we're getting three points when the clock is not running, and it gives our guys a little bit more time to rest. So that's a little – if we can, you know, conscientiously do that, then I think that can take away some of these other teams' um, game plans as far as trying to, you know, just run deep and, and hurry us into, you know, playing fast and, and and tiring us out. So if we can keep that up, then that's kind of a pro for us.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, especially now it seems like um, even Coach mentioned it. With, with He didn't mention any names, but we all know Roberson, 22 minutes and doing nothing. Uh, we're basically down to four guys.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's, he didn't have to say any names for that one. No, it, it, why, Last night Roberson waves? caught the ball, he didn't even turn to look at the basket. No, so.
2: and he did not. So uh, we are, uh, we'll, we'll put uh, NC State behind us. 999th win this Saturday in the Dome. At home, Beheim has a golden opportunity to lay down the 1,000th win in front of a, a probably packed arena for a great, great game against UVA.
3: Well, I and mean, we all know what happened the last time we played, right? Yes, so. we do. We
2: made it to the Final Four, right? Oh, Yeah. So
3: Not to say that, I, I mean, I listened to down here, they had a sports, they were talking sports talk uh, for ACC, that's like all they talk about. And they were talking about that game today, talking about, you know, the coaches is going to want to come back and they're going to want to go in and whoop them. But really, if you look at the rosters, I mean, there's so much turnover with those teams. There's not too many main players on these teams. That really was a big part of that game to begin with, so I don't really know what the motivation is going to be. So I guess we'll see.
2: Yeah, well, um, you know, it being part of part of you know, we're on the the three game streak. We're looking ahead at a four game streak. We're undefeated at home, and um, it's just got it's got win written all over it. But Joe, we all know UV, <laughs> UVA is is a tough team. So what are we going to need to do? Who do we need to stop? Let me let's put well, it that way because we got to step up on defense. The defense uh, we have ma- some major issues with the two-three zone right now, and so well, who do we need to stop? Who do we need to pay attention to?
3: Well, uh, their their best player at this point is their their point guard who runs stuff, and it was the same guy last year, Londis, London Prontis. Uh, Averages 12 points. I mean, really, when you look at their roster and the way that it's it's made up, I mean, they just beat Virginia Tech, I think, by 23 yesterday. And um, it was at home, but they had eight players play over 10 minutes. They have eight players that over average over five points a game, but nobody over 12. So I know Parentes, he can shoot the three. And they got a couple guys, Nichols, Shayok. I mean, I mean, names that we probably don't remember because they lost, you know, the Brogdons and the Gills and the Tobys from last year. But, I mean, they win with defense and uh, they don't make mistakes on offense. So Ken, Ken Palms got them at number two overall. And they have, he moved us up to 51 after this last win. Um, but, they, I mean, their only losses, I think, at Pittsburgh, at Villanova. Um, they lost to Florida State. So, I mean, they have – there's another loss in there too, but they only have four losses, and they're all pretty good games, and there's one-point game with Villanova. Uh, they got a freshman uh, guard um, that's pretty good there, uh, Jerome. So, I mean, they're going to – it's the same, same Virginia team, just different names, and um, it's going to be tough to score, and we just got to hope that – with our fans being at home, and you know how the home games have gone in ACC play this year, so we just got to hope that we can step up to the plate and and deliver. Really, I mean, we're all undefeated at home, like you said, and I don't really know off the top of my head what the opening uh, point spread is, but that's like you said, a huge win. And last year, like I, I mentioned last podcast, we at one point were thirteen and eight, and then we rattled off four or five straight to kind of, you know paved the way towards uh making an ncaa resume and hopefully this might be another one
2: yeah well uh virginia sits in second in acc uh conference play uh with a seven and two record um so right behind north carolina they're they're ranked ninth in the country right now uh so i think i think that if 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 we can if we can get the crowd going, and if we can have Gillen rattle off some big some big threes, and he stays out of the lane, uh, <laughs> you know, and we can limit turnovers and capitalize on anything we can scrape up, then I mean we got a shot. The, pro- the 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 thing with me is in a game like this, is if we're not getting blown out by halftime, I feel like at least it used to be we had a shot, you know. So, oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, uh, with you know the the top five in the in the ACC, number twelve Carolina, number nine Virginia, number fifteen Florida State, uh, Florida State after those two losses they went from six to fifteenth, uh, number six Louisville, and number twenty Notre Dame, and then it's Syracuse in sixth place Yo. in ACC play, and we're ahead of number twenty one Duke, and Duke just rattled off a couple wins. So one against Notre Dame, in fact. So um, yeah, ACC
3: is, is crazy, Man, like we talked it is about, tight. Sean. It I mean, is tight. Oh yeah, I mean, for example, just to kind of put it in perspective, I was I was thinking about this actually the other day. Um, last week, you know, we won a game against Florida, uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. Came home, came home on Friday or Saturday, I should say, and played a number six Florida State. Now that game opened with Florida State as a two point favorite. And they were number six, but because we were home, two point favorite. Now to counter that, last night we were playing NC State, which really isn't a comparable team at all to Florida State. But no. we were at we were at NC State, and that game opened with NC State is a one and a half point favorite. So when you look at it, it's it's so crazy how I, w- I would love to see at the end of the year the home record versus the uh, away record in the ACC because. It has just been proven, no matter who you play, that it's just ridiculous to get a win. I mean, you saw it last night. You saw the, the shot that Gillen had to make. You saw oh, the that, free throws that, that we had. I mean,
2: that last thirteen seconds of oh. that game last night. I mean, you were there, dude, and yeah. you, the, the crowd burst was just as loud for each three. I must say, but did it seem that way?
3: Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I. I mean, it's tough sometimes as Syracuse fan outside of. Because you're scattered all over the place. There's empty seats. There's NC State yeah, fans, yeah. and you go down 16. At one point, I was actually kind of sitting there, kind of coming to grips with the fact that we might be uh, 13 and 10 and not looking too good. Uh, but like the college basketball, you always hit that. It was I think it's 6:52 left. We were down like 13 or 14. You know, and you get to that point where oh, this is the last. This is the last burst. Yeah, we, we great we're great about basketball. We were
2: down. Thir- we were down 13 with six minutes left.
3: Right, and that's the yeah. greatest thing about college basketball is there's just so much time free flowing, and then all of a sudden it gets to the end of the game, you're winning, and it's hey, don't take any bad shots, don't lose the ball, the, don't the turnovers.
2: And I mean, we had we had Gillen with a bad foul on a three pointer, and we had Gillen with a bad turnover. The dude scored forty three points, he pulled us through that, no doubt about it. But those are the things you need to avoid: fouling on a three pointer at the end of a game like that. Huh. Is, uh, oh, yeah,
3: even in overtime, in overtime, I, I, there was literally when we were up and then that uh, Maverick Rowan hit a three and got fouled after an offensive rebound and brought the game within, I think, three points. And literally before that, there was NC State fans getting up and walking out. And all of a oh, sudden, really? they came back and started walking back to their seats because they went from a seven-point game to a three-point game in one one play. Right, and right. And like, like I said, I mean, that's the best thing about college basketball. It doesn't matter how much you're up. At the end of the game, the team that's usually winning, they got a lot of pressure. And the other team is playing with nothing to lose. So it's one of those things where you're either going to make some plays and get it close or – yeah, you're gonna get blown out. And yeah, and you got to hope for some
2: bad luck too. Well,
3: yeah, and we made the plays, and, and like you said, we had some, a little bit of luck with some things. And right, bad I mean, luck like, for them, exactly. Luck for us, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um,
2: all right. Well, so uh, that game is at what? That game's at noon, right?
3: It's noon on ESPN two on Saturday. Okay, so. cool.
2: So I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what to everybody listening. If 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 Syracuse wins that game, we might be back Saturday night. I'll it, that that I'll leave that up to Joe, because I could do it. Um, oh
3: yeah, I can absolutely do it, it too. If
2: I mean, um, if we if if we if we're dealing with a loss, uh, we'll be back with with another episode after Wednesday's game against Clemson. So, um, oh yeah, that's it. That's all I got, Joe. You got anything else? <sighs> Not really. No, I was uh
3: I was I was kind of happy and impressed last night. With the uh, turnout and the way, like like you said, I mean, you could hear it. On the, I don't, I didn't watch it on the TV, and that's one of the things I hate when I go to a game. I love going to games, but at the same time, you can't see replays, you can't see certain things. So it was kind of a, it's kind of a love hate relationship. But yeah, no, I, I, I hear um, you. when we started coming back, you definitely heard the crowd, and that wasn't NC State booing. That was the Orange fans. Yeah, I know. Going, I could hear going, going crazy. No, you so, could tell. You could tell. And yeah, I was looking and, and, around
2: and I didn't see that many, but I could hear them. So, yeah,
3: well, there wasn't too many uh, low in the low seats because, oh, gotcha. you know, like, okay. right. like that normal sense. other college teams, they have their um, their students surrounding the court. Right. So majority of them were up in the three hundreds. But uh, but there was a lot of them, especially compared to how many actual NC State fans were there because there was a lot of empty seats. I'll tell you
1: that.
2: Alright, well, so I guess uh, we'll you know go go to the Facebook page, give us a like. If you're not on the Facebook page already, go to facebook.com forward slash Nation Podcast. Give us a like. Uh, we will either be back um, a win Saturday, we'll be back, or a loss against UVA. We'll come back no matter what after the game on Wednesday. Um, for Joe, I'm Sean. Till next time. You, you
1: just heard Podcast with Sean, TJ, and Joe.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
2: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR
0: training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
2: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies.